Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. We've heard some incredible stories of Irish people giving their time and putting themselves at risk to help those in Ukraine. Our next guest has spent the last few weeks helping our four-legged friends across the border. And Andy Cullen is on the line now to explain all. How are you, Andy? How are you, lads? How are you doing today? Yeah, running around, chasing me tail, trying to organise stuff for dogs and God never stops that. So tell us what your kind of day-to-day life is. You work with Husky Rescue Ireland. Yes, I founded Husky Rescue Ireland about eight years ago. And it's quite a busy rescue. It's quite well known, quite well respected, which is amazing. How many dogs would you have there? 28. 28 dogs. And where are these being rescued from, these huskies? Um, a lot of them comes from the pound. So every husky or a that goes into an Irish pound usually comes to us. Right. Because the other rescues aren't equipped to take them in. What's so difficult for them in minding a husky? Um, because they're escape artists. You have to, you have to be 100% secure. We have to... The knowledge of the Huskies, we have people who are willing to give them the exercise they need. They need that good bit of a run or a good long walk. Mm. So tell us about your journeys to Ukraine. Um, journey to Ukraine uh, popped into my head about before the march. Um, I was gone by the tent. Um, we done an appeal for dog food and I hoped to fill the van and bring it over. Little did I know the people of Ireland were super generous. And we probably got about 14 tons of food. Like, wow. Unbelievable. So the idea so was that you wanted to go and help the dogs of Ukraine, who of course were being left behind as the mass exit has happened. Yeah, well, we were hoping to meet people as they came across with their dogs, because that's what inspired me first. Because I've seen all the stuff on Facebook about people bringing their animals with them, and people were saying, oh, it's amazing. So I thought, right, if, if we can do anything, get over to the main hubs where these people are coming in give them bags of dog food, give them bags of cat food, hamster food, whatever they have, mm. so that they can feed their animals, know that there's support out there, because they're going to get looked after by Concerned, Goal, Red Cross, you know, stuff like that. So I wanted to help with the animals. But then it, it got to a stage where they needed it more in Ukraine. Mm. So we opted then to drive into Ukraine to one of the rescue shelters in there and give them all the food we had. So we we ended up, we borrowed another van belonging to a Swedish rescue and we filled two vans up and we brought it in. Like They got like the guts of five tons of food off us and in exchange then um, we took 15 dogs and we brought the dogs out to one of the Polish rescues in Warsaw. And were you able um, to reconnect those pets with their owners? No. Unfortunately, a lot of the dogs in Ukraine, they're not microchipped. So it's so difficult to, to try and reunite dogs. There was one that um, got reunited, and believe it or not, it was a husky. Mm. And the owner contacted me. Um, she was in India, and she had gone home for holidays. The war kicked off. She couldn't get back to get her dog. Her friend was minding the husky. So I contacted the rescue I was dealing with in, in Lviv in Ukraine. Could they get the husky? So they did. They got the husky. We went in for the next batch of 15 dogs. One of them was the husky. I got the husky back into Poland. I met a family up in Warsaw that were holding on to the dog to get her paperwork ready to fly her out to India to her owner. Okay, because this is one of the things that's really interesting is that obviously as the people of Ukraine disperse across the world and whatever about the dog's chances of being reunited with their owners, but those dogs now in Poland... And I'm sure there's lots of people around Poland and the neighbouring countries now with dogs. Like, can those dogs come to Ireland, for example? They could in four months' time. 
they have to be quarantined for four months before allowed into Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Um, like UK, I think, is three months. And the, the other countries have their different rules. Right, so every territory has its own rules. Okay, okay. And is that yeah, the plan then? Or, or is Poland just going to take all the dogs that they can? Or is the plan to move them around Europe? The plan will be to move them around. And our Swedish colleagues, they already take dogs from the Polish rescue centres mm-hmm. and rehome them up in Sweden. So gotcha. they're hoping to do the same with the uh, rescue dogs that we've taken out. They're hoping then to be able to get the profiles on those dogs, find homes for them in Sweden, and get them straight up to Sweden. So they're not left in the shelters. They're going from Ukraine, finally, to a home in Sweden. Mm. What about other animals, Andy? Have you come across any cats or rabbits or any, that kind of thing? Lots of cats. Got tons of cats. And you'll see the odd, the odd rabbit. You'll see a hamster or guinea pigs and stuff like that. And, and when you see a child... With nothing else except the guinea pig, it's heartbreaking. It's it's not right. It's it's just it's soul destroying. When you see a child standing there, the mother has a plastic bag with some of her stuff in it, a little hold all, and then the child is standing there with a guinea pig. That's all they have. That's really tough to watch and to take on board. Um, but yeah, I did see plenty of other animals, but there was more dogs than than anything else. Mm. And did you have much interaction with the families who you were meeting coming across the border with their pets? Not really, no. We did say hello, you know, and we have signs up that said we're from Ireland, we're here to help. Um, A lot of them didn't speak any English. A lot of them were scared. They just wanted to get from A to B. Mm. They wanted to put their head down. And then when you have so many people taking photographs of them, video recording them, I, I thought that was a little bit much. But look, reporters are reporters. They have to do a job. Um, but yeah, watch, watching them, they just put their head down and they just wanted to go. They wanted to get out of the limelight and go and get their head down, get processed and then move on to their next step. But, you know, we did meet a few of them, but but not too many. And having been over and spent time there and been in and out of Ukraine and spent time on the border with Poland and stuff, I mean, what's your overall opinion of the situation there? And I mean, do you think we're doing enough? Or are we doing the right things as Europeans and as, as neighbours, even as far away as Ireland? Yeah, I do. The generosity and the help is huge. Ireland are sending 40 foot over every day. There's volunteers everywhere. There's so many of them offering to help that sometimes they're actually tripping each other up. So the slow part is getting the dogs into Poland. Like you could sit on that border for five hours after coming back and you've already sat on the border for seven hours getting out. Mm. You've got to drive into Ukraine on roads that are not roads, taking risks, avoiding missile attacks, and then to come back down and to sit on the border with Poland and just wait and wait and wait. Mm. Were you ever scared going into Ukraine to make these journeys? Um, Maybe. A little bit, a little bit. There was one scary time when we got stopped by um, locals. Our first trip in, and it was night time, and we turned onto a road where Google Maps had told us to go. We 10 kilometers to go to the rescue shelter. It was our first time in. We didn't know anything about this. We went like nearly blind. I had an address to go to. That was it. And we turned onto this road, and all of a sudden there's, there's concrete bollards and sandbags, and like about eight or 10 big Ukrainian men surrounded the van, and they're wondering what we're doing. But they didn't speak English and we didn't speak Ukraine. So it got very hairy at one stage. But we were trying to explain to them, show them on the map, show them the stuff in the van. And eventually then they said, OK, we figured out that we had to follow one. And after about two kilometers, he stopped 
And he says, well, you, you can't go anywhere now. He says, they're coming here. And to be honest, that was a shaky boots moment because we had to wait there. I didn't know who was coming. I didn't know why he wouldn't let us go. But eventually, he got back in his car and he drove up further. We went to another checkpoint. And then eventually then they let us through, which was definitely um, a relief once they let us through those borders. Mm. But for those few minutes, it was a little bit scary. Um, the missile attacks happened at the airport, and that was the morning of our tour adventure in. But we had to go like probably about five kilometers from the airport um, where I had been bombed. People in the rescue shelter said it was absolutely devastating. They could hear every bit of it, and the dogs were terrified. So in that respect, I'm glad I went in. It was a little bit kind of, it was a little bit unnerving, but I wasn't scared. I was there to do a job, and my job was to get in and out as many times as I could and get those dogs, and that's the way we've seen it. We've seen it like we're going into a rescue shelter, we're getting 15 dogs, and then we're getting out, and that's all we have to do. We didn't concentrate much on what was going on around us mm. because mm. I think if we had a, we might not have went. Well, look, you got 53 dogs out of the Ukraine and over to Poland, where, as you said, they'll spend time in quarantine, then hopefully we're home to, uh, either in Poland or Sweden or who knows, maybe even Ireland. Uh, fair play to you, Andy. It's a great yeah. thing you're doing. And obviously the daily work you do with the Husky uh, Rescue Ireland stuff is brilliant as well. So fair play to you. Lads, thanks very much for having me. Thanks, Andy. Great to talk to you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.